Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 214 and we have the amazing Lisa Peterson back on the show today. Hi, this is Lisa Peterson and you're listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Well, I'm super pumped to have another conversation with Lisa. In the last episode, we talked about creating a thriving relationship with money, what actually happens on the emotional level, on the logical level, and how we can bring that together so that we can actually create that financial consciousness. And today we are really talking about becoming a mindful millionaire, which is also the title of Lisa's latest book, Mindful Millionaire, which I highly recommend. And I can't wait to dive in to this episode with you guys to, yeah, really discover a little bit more in depth what we can do to build the thriving businesses, to sell more, to give more, and also to make more because the more money we have, the more choices we have as well. So have fun with this episode and I can't wait for you to tune in. Well, I am so excited to have you back on the show today, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Christine. Yeah, I loved our first interview and you said something so beautiful about your abundance gift, which people can get at abundancegift.com, that when people listen to the meditation there, you know, that could potentially happen a lot from nothing <laughs> to crying. <laughs> and you mentioned that it's important that you allow yourself, if you feel like crying, to do so because something is going to heal and to release. Can you tell us a little bit about this? Mm -hmm. The reason that we end up having emotion, I think with a lot of the meditations that I create is that they are touching us at a very deep level and opening up the feeling sense of things that we may have avoided in the past. And so in our first conversation, we talked about how we can engage in forms of self-sabotage and not know why it's happening and not know how to stop it. And so directly related to that, that the reason this is happening is because there are uh, beliefs and feelings that we've got trapped inside of us that are limiting our scope of possibility. They're limiting the way that we think about ourselves and they're limiting the way that we engage with the rest of the world. So when you go into the meditation, you're opening up love, you're opening up understanding, you're opening up compassion for yourself. And, you know, even sometimes we, we talk about inner child. So there are these parts of ourselves that are, are literally still part of ourselves and there's nothing wrong with them and we're never trying to make them go away. But something in the meditation may trigger a connection to that seven-year-old inside of us and we see her or we see him and we're like, oh, she's breathtaking. But she also had these things happening to her that caused her to doubt herself. And in this moment, I am letting her be free of that. Mm. And that can all happen in the meditation. So you drop away these false beliefs, these limiting beliefs, and the tears are a representation of compassion for your own self and maybe for others. And as that, the tears come and they, com they reach a completeness in this cycle. So you know when you've like just stopped and there's like, I can cry anymore because there's no tears left. 
you could go back and check and notice that the emotion is actually fully and completely released. You never actually have to go back there again. That's a true breakthrough. It would only be your belief that you, it couldn't be that easy. It couldn't be that simple. But in this case, even from the question you've asked here and the fact that people are going to try the meditation, we're giving you permission to say, I'm ready for that to be done and gone completely. Yeah, I th- yeah, I think that's that's really important. And you know, I, I when I work with people, sometimes I do meditations, sometimes I do tapping, and then also it comes up that they have to yawn, right? That so every everything that comes up, it's it's totally okay. It's just part of the process, and it's actually releasing these kind of trapped energies in your body. That's mm-hmm. something that ha- that has held you back maybe for so many years that you don't even remember the situation where you kind of onboarded the belief (laughs) Mm -hmm. and um, you can just let that go. So do you have for people that are listening and, and, you know, most of them are entrepreneurs. Some of them are thinking about being an entrepreneur. Do you have some advice of how to look at their money story so they can see that something like money beliefs might block them in making the sale in really creating that thriving business that supports their lifestyle and whatever they want to do? So everything that I teach is based on the premise that if you can't find happiness within yourself, you are never going to find happiness in your relationship with money. And so What I like to do is I like to invite people to look at a challenge that they have, like a repetitive pattern that comes up over and over again with money. And this is where journaling is super powerful. And and there's a lot of journaling prompts in the book because like you mentioned earlier, my goal wasn't just to write a book. I wanted to create a series of questions to take yourself through so you can do everything that I teach, you know, one-on-one with the book by yourself. So that's important to mention. But what what you want to do early on, even before you get the book, is you can say, where are these patterns that just keep repeating themselves? You know, like I, I get I have great relationships with my clients. They love me. But then when it comes into that closing the sale, for example, I often find myself having to negotiate down and people question my first offer. And it's consistently there. That would be an example of a pattern that doesn't happen to everybody. This is something you're living inside of. And so the more you pay attention to the fact that there's a reason there, and what I would say even to that situation, if somebody relates to it, is you are not confident in the price that you are charging or the components of what you're offering. Something as a coach that I, I like to tell my clients to think about is many times we think, oh, I'm gonna charge, let's say $500 for something. Instead of, uh, and so you build a product that's worth $500. Well, if you want to have like rock solid, consistent sales, plan a product that in your mind is worth $1,000 and charge $500 for it. You will close every deal. 
Now, this doesn't mean overgiving, but it does mean that oftentimes we can easily convince ourselves of what something uh, should be worth, but in reality, it isn't really have that, that value to the other person. And so when we think about like really giving more and being really happy with what we earn, there's an artistry in that, but make sure that you are super rock solid in the fact that this is a no brainer. And then you'll close all the deals. You know, it, again, find balance of overgiving. That's not what I'm saying, but pay close attention to the fact that sometimes we really are charging more. It's like getting away with it. We never want to feel like we're getting away with what we're charging. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And it's it's also the other way around. I see it a lot on my clients. They totally overgive and undercharge because they are not really aware of the value they bring, right? Oftentimes mm. because something that is really easy for us because we have the gift or the talent or, you know, we, we put so much effort in learning something and and crafting the the art that we don't know what it's worth to another person. It's a great comment. I'm so glad you're bringing this up because this one area comes up for me a lot too with my clients. And what I don't think many people are doing enough of is reaching out to their past clients and doing those follow-up conversations about what did I do with you that made the biggest impact? What were you really excited about? What gave you the inspiration? What caused you to take action? You know, how was my pricing in comparison to what you got? You know, like take time to do the follow-up. You could also send notes out to people who maybe haven't worked with you in the past, but they're like your inner circle, mentors, others, and say, I'm doing some surveying about like what are the things that I offer to the world and I'm, I'm wanting to get more clarity on it. Can you tell me the things that you would always come to me for because you see me as an expert? Like your job as a business owner is to be so rock solid in the value that you are creating in the world and I don't think you get that any other way than through feedback with your clients and those people that are closest to you. Yeah, I totally agree. Oftentimes we just, we don't even see or we, you know, it's just guesswork. <laughs> so it's, it's really important to have these conversations and you will be surprised like what people tell you, how brilliant you are in whatever other area you haven't even thought about. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I think it's really important to have those conversations, but to also have it with people who are your ideal client or you are your soulmate client as I call them who really have that connection because the people that would not invest with you it's the feedback is not really worth that much mm -hmm. right totally so, I, I mean you would not ask you know somebody that like a gardener for financial financial advice Mm -hmm. Right, you would go to the person that has studied it. Yeah. So yeah, I think you, that, like being mindful of where the feedback comes from mm -hmm. um, is also really important. I mean, if it's your coach, your mentor, or your mastermind group, obviously they know what they are doing. <laughs> but they're also like, I, you know, I had some feedback, like amazing feedback, but it, it didn't resonate, and the person would have never bought. They were just not my ideal clients. So they could not see fully 
what I was delivering and I could explain and explain and explain, but they didn't get it. It's so, so good if people don't pay. get it, then, you know, they're not for you. Your people will get it. So don't worry about the rest that doesn't get it. Just, you know, stay in your lane and do your thing and talk to the, to the right people because otherwise you're going to beat yourself up for like feedback that's mm-hmm. not serving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes when you're doing this feedback stuff for the exact reason you're mentioning is you might find yourself feeling uncomfortable going to those people because you have so much respect for them and you're not sure what they're going to say, but they will typically be the people that give you the best insight. Whereas the ones who are really, really close and you're like, they're going to tell you great things no matter what, you know, you may still ask them, but you're going to look at those comments differently. Yeah. So what, what could I start with besides, you know, the meditation, uh, getting your book, <laughs> like what could I do like right now after listening to this episode to make me feel better about money? Let's just, let's just say, you know, especially for, for a lot of entrepreneurs I work with, they do not have consistent sales opportunity. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody comes along that could potentially be the next client, and they haven't sold for quite some time, you know, there's a scarcity, this neediness. Do you have any advice of what to do so that, you know, the, the vibe, the frequency is right and they don't come from this neediness place? It's a great question. There's a lot of different ways I feel like I could answer it. You brought up one thing, which I think as a business owner is really important that we figure out how to have consistent programs that are bringing new people in all the time so that we don't get rusty in the sales process. Uh, So that's the first thing. The other is, like I said, journaling about the patterns, noticing your, your paycheck, let's say, is going to go up in relationship to your understanding of yourself and your weaknesses not necessarily your strengths. Like those will continue to grow, but your weaknesses when they are not paid attention to end up becoming problems at some point or another. It doesn't mean you have to be strong in all areas, but let's pay attention to the areas that aren't working and come up with three to five ideas of how you could help yourself improve those things. You know, going from hiring somebody to do those things, hiring, you know, a coach maybe to help you learn Or perhaps, um, you know, coming, maybe it's something that you don't actually have to do in your business, but you're focusing on it because it's busy work. You know, it's like know yourself, know your weaknesses and figure out your strategy to deal with the weaknesses. Um, And I think that, I think it is very important that we are always looking at our jobs like there's, you know, for you and I, we're creating content, right? Because that's part of the way that we put the net out there to let people know and have new people come into our work. We're also becoming experts in a particular area. So we're doing teachings, right? So we're creating content that we pay, you know, we, excuse me, we charge people to participate in. The other piece is, is I think we always want to be reading a book, listening to an audio book, like engaging 
in one or two different types of training at any given time. Because if we don't have new information coming in, it's very easy to stagnate in the things that we're offering to our community. And I found that that is like a total up level when, when I pay attention to the fact that I'm not just doing one of those things. I'm actually doing three or four or five things at the same time. And that's how I look at the overall success of the business. Does that help? Yeah, yeah, totally. So what you just mentioned, like also like keep reading, keep growing. And I think that's such a crucial part that now you kind of made it. You are the entrepreneur, right? You took the leap of faith, you left your job and, you know, things are working. You get some clients in. Just don't forget to always grow. Mm -hmm. Can you like name a book that has changed or influenced your life in a big way? Mm. I am influenced by every single book I read. <laughs> like what's the first, what's the first that comes to mind? <laughs> yeah, like let's see. I'm looking at what's in front of me right now. I'm always looking at uh chakra books because there's lots of different ways that people interpret chakras. And so this book right here is called Chakra Therapy for Personal Growth and Healing by Keith Sherwood. And, um, you know, I think I go through phases where I'll focus on a lot of inner development. So that's how I look at the chakra books and the meditation books. And then I'll switch over and do a very business-oriented book. Like I'm listening and finishing up Ray Dalio's Principles, which is an intense book, very masculine. <laughs> but I like the contrast because, again, I'm back to back the both and versus the either or. So yes. that book has really up-leveled my thinking, especially as you think about building teams of people that, that work together. Mm, wow. That, that's, that sounds good. And I, I just liked how you said that. It's like a very, like from the energy, very male book. <laughs> and he's like, he's widely successful, right? But I think for, for women, we kind of, we want to, you know, include and nurture. And it's, it's not that important to just be at the top all by yourself. Right. <laughs> or like the community aspect, the, the female energy. So that's, that's interesting. And do you have, I just want to add one thing to that yeah. is I do notice that women stay in their lane with the more feminine principles and where I've had some of my greatest financial successes and business successes is when I can bounce over into this more masculine world and then bring back things that fit and don't, I don't go outside of my values, but I notice how I can be too limited in my perspective yeah. and that is not healthy for my business. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. When I, when I work with clients, um, like explaining the dynamics, the, even being aware, like the feminine energy, the masculine or the dynamics of introvert, extrovert, right? Mm -hmm. How do you talk to people or how you, can you get them engaged in a conversation and, you know, turn the sales conversation into a fun conversation where you actually convert if it's your soulmate client, the, you know, the one that fits your product and services perfectly. So I just love this energy dynamics conversation. <laughs> this <laughs> totally gets me excited. And do you have like a favorite mantra or inspirational quote that you can share with us? So the one that I'm repeating now is 
God is, I am, we are, and so it is. And that has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, somebody asked me the other day, did you know that you were writing a finance book that's really a spiritual book? And I was like, well, I didn't really know what I was going to create, to be clear. Over this past five years of writing the book, I didn't know. But what I do see in my own life is, is I'm entering into a phase of deeper surrender. And so that, that mantra, you know, is, is something that even last night as I put my head on the pillow, uh, it just opens up incredible possibilities for me. Yeah, I love it. Talking about surrender, that's that's um, an interesting word. I haven't really found the German translation that kind of fills the word. Ah. So I'm, you know, I'm always asking myself, what what does it mean? And I know I, I've heard Oprah talking about it a lot, and then obviously other people that are really um, advanced in their spiritual path and self development. So I've I've been thinking about the word surrender, what it actually means as an action for the past two, three years, right? Especially when you're out on your own and you're kind of figuring out things and you have those ups and downs and then, you know, surrender comes to mind. So what, what, what does surrender mean for you? Like what's the action that comes with, with it? Mm -hmm. The action that comes with it is, trust that this perception and illusion of separation, of sadness, of pain, of disease, like we were talking about, that all of that is not the truth of who we are. And so surrender is only able to be done when we know that we're falling back, right? So I, you know, you say do the falling back into this trust that the perception of what life looks like and these, these things being more illusory than real and that the realness comes from the foundation of source, you know, whether you call that God or something else, doesn't really matter, but that we are all coming from the same source. We all return to that same source. And I'm surrendering into source rather than this limited small sense of myself and I and this body are going to go make huge things happen in the world. Like, I know that's not true. I know that the, that the, the most powerful things that come through me are merely the evidence of that source and that we are it and that it is us. And so surrender is saying, I believe that rather than disease and pain and suffering and all of those things that can be changed based on how the mind is experiencing them. Yeah. So basically it means like going back to the truth, not to my truth, my reality right now. It's opening up to that. There's so much more that I can't see in this moment. And I'm just going to trust that the right things are going to present themselves once I open up <laughs> and mm -hmm. I let go and I, I, I trust. Yeah. Yeah. And we just don't live in a world that reinforces that message very much. And so we each have to find our own pathway to it because 
just reading it in a book isn't going to be enough. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's something that you need to experience. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. So is there any like parting piece of guidance that you want to leave the heart-centered driven mm -hmm. entrepreneurs with? Yeah. The thing that first comes is just, I love you. Like I love you. And I hope that I can um, bestow that feeling of love in, in all direction for anyone who's listening to this. That, that we come from the same place and that we will return to the same place. And unconditional love is the thing that makes all of this other stuff so much easier and so much more enjoyable. That when we feel unconditional love for ourselves, then we can share that with our clients and with our family and with each other in, in limitless ways. And to me, that's what abundance is. Mm, wonderful. So I want to point people again to the wonderful gift talking about abundance, <laughs> your abundance gift at abundancegift.com. It also will be in the show notes, obviously a link to your beautiful book, The Mindful Millionaire, and all the links to connect with you with just one click. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom with us, um, your path, the inspiration. Um, and I hope people have gotten tons of golden nuggets so that they can overcome their money mindset that might be still limiting them into really creating thriving businesses, lives beyond their wildest dreams. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone listening. Thank you. Well, I just love Lisa's work and I love how she brings together the spiritual part and the hard facts like money and how it works and how we react emotionally so we can really create financial consciousness which then means money or the topic of money will become lighter it will become easy at some point and Lisa can show us how she has created financial freedom for herself by teaching what she is teaching. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab, and there you find all the links to Lisa. She's just one click away, so you can connect with her and you can learn more about her amazing work. And also in the resource tab, we have the podcast for you, her podcast, and her brand new book, Mindful Millionaire. So it's just one click, hop on over, get your free gift as well, Chakra Energizing for Abundance Meditation, and have fun with the topic. Don't make the topic complicated or difficult. Just try to have as much fun as you can to appreciate money, to accept money, to receive money, and to also give money. Because the more you have, the more amazing things you can do. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this world. Stay safe, stay sane. I'm saying bye for now. Bye.